T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The score! This hour is brought to you by Cars for Kids. Call 1-877-CARS-WITH-A-K, the numeral for kids. Let's go now, you fire the first shot! Let's go, man! Jason Leisure. I'm here in the studio at The Score. This is a very, very special honor for you. There's reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times. Are you not getting your questions answered? No, of course not. I don't know if I really look at it that way, Jay. Co-host of the Sports Adjacent Podcast. I still definitely crave Captain Crunch Crunch Berries. I could eat myself sick on that, but I'd be happy. Jason Leisure with Bernstein and Holmes on The Score. There are bears in the football news to talk about right now. We've got Luke Getze coaching. We've got Ryan Poles and scouts wandering the sidelines. And we have an entire country, for some reason, thinking the bears are going to trade Justin Fields. I, I, I don't know yeah, it's what's really, going on with It's really that. silly. And we've got Jason Leisure, who is in Mobile. We heard him asking questions of Luke Getze earlier in the show. So it's nice to have him here. He joins us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. How's your trip to Mobile gone? I'm your man on the ground, Lawrence and Dan. I am here sending reports from the field live from Mobile, Alabama. You are the on-the-spot passport, which is great for us. So how's Luke Getze getting along as the head coach of the American team? He's actually doing a good job. Like his practice, the first day you could tell like his practice was much more organized, much more well-run on time, everything uh, than the national team's practice. And this is a really good opportunity for him to show that he can do that. It's a weird opportunity because he's mixed with a bunch of other guys from other staffs and it's a bunch of college players that he probably just met Monday. And it's an all-star game. And he's also really like the secret, not so secret reason he's here is to evaluate these guys for the Bears and like file reports back to Ryan Poles on these guys. But it is a little bit of a test drive for him being a head coach with everybody from the league here. So him being a head coach, how has he said that that's different from the way that he approaches. I saw the video where he, where Matt Eberflus is down there and he shows up. So how's his experience been where he's getting a taste of what Eberflus is like, day is like on a daily basis? He's actually kind of doing it Eberflus's way from what I can tell. And again, you have to always give it the proper context that this is an odd situation. This isn't really like coaching an NFL team. But you think about Luke Getze and the places he's been and coming from Green Bay where LaFleur 
is the head coach, but also the play caller, very hands-on in that way. And now spending a year under Eberflus, who is more that CEO style head coach who delegates and wants to be just kind of overseeing every aspect of the team. Getsy is taking more of that approach. So when you talk to defensive players, for example, on his team at the senior bowl, they know who he is. They've had him around. They've had him critiquing their drills and things like that. He's moving around from position to position. So maybe that is an indication of how he would like to do it. Maybe he has seen Matt Eberflus run it that way and thought there's some, there's some good in that. He's had a lot of influence. Did you know that he coached under Wani? No. Oh, yeah, point, Pitt. Yes, yeah. we did know that. We did know so that. He, I mean, he's had such a wide range of influences as bosses. And it's interesting that he has gravitated, it seems, toward Eberflus's style. Hmm. I mean, I, I get that. I I know that the, you wrote about it in, in the Sun-Times. What did Luke Getze say about their offense and Justin Fields and 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 what it what it is that he wants from their offense in Justin Fields? He said a lot of things about that, Lawrence, and I found it to be pretty blunt. And I, I've never understood this whole thing of it, it's a knock on Justin Fields that he's such a good runner. It, it would be a knock on him if that's all he is. And, like, it's not a knock to say the guy has wide receiver speed. It is a knock to say he should move to wide receiver or something like that. He's got this great asset. The entire league is looking for guys that can bail them out on third and nine. And if he can do it by sprinting for 12 yards, that's great for the Bears. And Luke Getze sees that, and he wants that to stay part of their offense. But when you look at Justin Fields' total yardage output, like rushing and passing combined, which I think is a good way to look at quarterbacks now, he's getting over a third of his production as a runner. And if you look at some other good running quarterbacks... That's too high compared to the other people. Well, if you look at Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen, it's half that. So he's running twice as much as he probably should be. Lamar Jackson is more like in the 20 to 25% range, but you would ideally want to get him down to relying on that like 20% of the time. So it's not, it's not scrub it from his game. It's just elevate the other parts of his game to be more dominant than that. But, but keep that, like, why would you ever turn that down when you have that weapon? You want to incorporate that as part of your offense. But the other thing he said, Lawrence, that I thought was really interesting and is kind of this ongoing theme with the bears as Matt Eberflus talks about training these guys in championship habits was Luke Getze is now a full year into the offense, a full year with these players. But he even said, well, who are the players for next year? Like, who are we going to have? Yeah, that was one of the things I wanted to ask you about because I, I felt like that was a real big admission by Getze on some of the reasons that the offense didn't get even better this year is because of the actual personnel. Yeah, it's the thing that they can't say. Like at every turn, him, Eberflus, Alan Williams, and they just say that every time you ask any question along these lines, they'll give you some coach answer like next man up or uh, the standard is the standard or whatever. But but no, these guys that would be on practice squads elsewhere cannot play to the standard of Robert Quinn right. or Roquan Smith. It matters. It, it really does. And so this whole thing all along has been like, how does Matt Eberflus apply his criteria to guys that simply aren't good enough to live up to that criteria. They're not Shaq Leonard. 
Like these, these guys on their best day couldn't play up to what he's looking for and what they really need in a season that would be like this next season, which will be judged on real criteria, not on championship habits and just Justin Fields look incrementally better. Like it's going to be about wins and losses and points and yardage and real hard numbers next season. How are you going about your job balancing looking at players and watching players and watching Bears coaches watch players? Because <laughs> because in, in large part, your job is a little bit of both. I'm watching everybody watch everybody. It's not There's easy. also like all the agents are here. There's tons of people to be talking to here and back channeling and learning things from. Um, I, I am very interested in... I guess the exciting players, that's kind of where my eye goes. I, I'm not as like enthralled by watching offensive linemen. I know they're so important. I know that that's the, probably the Bears' biggest or second biggest problem right now. But I love seeing some of these wide receivers and running backs where it's like, man, if you threw that in with Justin Fields, if you had that guy on a broken play running deep, like that'd be, that'd be interesting. It's like the, the scene in Casino. The dealers are watching the players. The pit boss is watching mm-hmm. the dealers. The shift manager is watching. That, that's what it's kind of like. But but how is Getsy balancing that? Like it, th- that to me is that's yeah. the fascinating the part. Coaching and scouting are very different but, things. But and he says he's doing both. Right. Like he's clearly giving Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus and the scouting department for the Bears reports on some of these players. But he's also the head coach of the team. You nailed it. I mean, it's a really busy week for him. And I asked him about that. I was talking to, I've talked to him about that a couple times this week where he has said flat out, the main reason, the priority for me to be here is to evaluate. So that's number one. And he said, you have to kind of like, there's times where he, he shifts into that mode during practice. And so he's really evaluating so he can give real reports uh, to the football personnel department. And there's other times where he kind of just slips into coaching and forgets. And so, I mean, he's running the team and he's having to plan practices and it is a little more complicated in the sense of you have to make sure everybody's going to play a certain number of snaps. You have to rotate guys in. So you have to have even more of a plan than usual when you're coaching an all-star team and you want to make sure everyone gets a fair chance. This is totally different than like a pro all-star game. This has real stakes for these guys. So you want to give them all a fair shot, but he's also got to be keeping detailed notes on these players. And one of the biggest things, Lawrence, that you always find is every single one of these guys is physically gifted. There are amazing athletes here, of course, but how do you find out like, who's the guy that you're going to get? Who's the guy you're going to fall in love with? Like Anthony Miller a few years ago, and then Get him on campus, get him into Hallis Hall and see that, oh, he's not reliable in a lot of ways. How can you find that out before the draft? They weren't able to find that out on him. And a lot of guys, a lot of teams don't find that out about guys until they get them in the building. This is a pretty good opportunity for Getsy to actually watch these guys in meetings. Are they paying attention? And then are you seeing them apply what they're getting in the meetings on the practice field? That's really valuable in their evaluations. It's fascinating to bring up Anthony Miller. I had almost completely forgotten about him. You know, thinking about where he should be and the number when you punch these holes in the draft classes 
and you look at how they get to the point that they got to. It's just these – you like to think that with all of the picks that they have, there's some insurance against some of these mistakes. And then you look at Poles' first draft and you think, well, there already might be some missteps Oh yeah, there. And and that could oh yeah and that could it could really matter that you'd I hope he doesn't feel like he's already chasing like already thinking that certain positions well you know Valus Jones Jr. may not be and chase Claypool thought or that's maybe maybe that's evidence of that but it's just the first draft to second draft knowing how Poles and Cunningham look at it differently with one under their belt. It's got to be it's got to be a, a, a world of difference. I'd love to know how they look at it. I think they've got a lot more information going into this draft than they did last time, a lot more preparation, a lot more um they're a lot more synchronized in their staff. I mean, this staff has now been together for a year since last year almost a year since last year's draft. So you in the personnel department. So you have a lot better idea of how good your evaluators are and they have a lot better idea of what you're looking for. Like this, this should be a a big draft for them. And obviously that number one pick, whether they keep that and take Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, or whether they trade back and still get one of those guys or trade back again and end up picking like somewhere around eighth or 10th. Like you need that player to be a star. You need that player to be a hall of fame level player, but you also have second round pick third round pick and two fourth round picks that all need to be you need that second round pick to for sure be a starting level mm-hmm. player maybe right even if, maybe even the thirds if, if they depending on the yeah. haul that you get here third and fourth you need guys you need guys and you look at this team that needs everything practically like there when you if you can turn you know your fourth round pick into anything dependable for the next several seasons That'd be a good draft for them. I mean, they have so many spots to fill, Dan. They have so many, like, this is the worst team in the league for a reason. I asked Eric Edholm this, I'll ask you. With the entire NFL there, what was it like when the news about Tom Brady came out? Um, It was definitely surprising, but there was, like, like Luke Getze didn't even know. It had happened maybe half an hour before Luke Getze talked yesterday morning, and he had no idea. And these players that are here have never played against Tom Brady. Tom Brady would have started playing before some of them were born. Yeah, before all of them were born, wouldn't he? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, there's, Every there's one nobody of the, here that would have been unless, born in unless, 2000. Unless Valus Jones is down there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, is still, that is still like the funniest thing about Valus Jones to me is that he's older than Darnell Mooney. That's why he, he's older than Claypool too, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Is Darnell Mooney the Bears' oldest receiver on the roster <laughs> oh next season? Oh my god, that wow. is possible. I have one wide receiver I would like to tell you about. Nate. Okay, please do. He's from Houston, and he's been super impressive. And his his name he was born with is Nathaniel Dell. But he goes by Tank Dell. Like, that's his name. He said, I asked him straight up, like, do you refer, do you want me to refer to you as Tank Dell in print? And he says, yeah, that's what everybody calls me, including, like, my family. And Tank Dell, like, is the smallest person I've ever seen nicknamed Tank. I love it. He, he's smaller than me. There's got to be a great reason why he's nicknamed Tank that has nothing to do with him actually looking like a military tank. 
I had to know that, Dan. I had to know. I, and I told him, I said, I got to be honest with you, man. Like, I've met some tanks, and uh, they don't look like you. How are you possibly named Tank? And he said it was because he was born with a giant tank-sized head. And that's what his mom <laughs> said. That, see, I, I love stories like that. I love people who have a nickname that you presume is for a certain reason, but it's for a different reason. Yeah, yeah. like someone nicknamed Tiny and they're huge. Yeah, yeah but that's, that, that's a specific sarcastic or, reason. Or, or Pac-Man Jones. What was that? Well, the, I got to be delicate the way that I say this. I think it's layered. Pac-Man Jones was, according to what one of the broadcasters said when he was first coming up, he was nicknamed Pac-Man because of the way that he breastfed. <laughs> okay. All right. I, my favorite example of it was, this, 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 wow. is, this is somebody, a, a friend of mine, his fraternity in college, there was a kid who they called Rocky. Okay. And he thought they called him Rocky because he came back and he showed up for school one year. He'd done a lot of lifting and he kind of got swole. And they're like, oh, hey, but it, it turns out they, they called him Rocky because he looked like Rocky Dennis oh, from, God, from no. Mask. Oh, that's terrible. It's, it's awful. But, but that, that's an example of, of what I'm talking about here. It's like the guy's got a nickname. It's not why you think. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to Kai Kai Kyler. A little bit. Yeah, that's 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 worse. It, I, no, I mean, th- calling a guy Rocky Dennis is pretty bad. Well, he kind of looked like him. So I'm <laughs> I'm glad that Jason's down there on the nickname beat. Yeah, that, no, that's good reporting. That's fun. Will man you be, on the ground, Dan? Will you be bringing home a bunch of Reese's Buttercups? No, they haven't had those sitting around this year. <sighs> they they used to shrinkflation, just, man. They used to shower us with these things. And they'd have some that were like the size of pies. Ooh. I remember Matt Patricia, the Lions coach, yeah, digging into one during a press conference, which is not that surprising. No. Uh, and telling you to sit up in your chair straight. Right. <laughs> Another classic moment as we go down memory lane. The <laughs> slobbiest looking coach in the league telling other people to stop being slobby. Do me a favor. Just kind of sit up. Ask me a question professionally and I'll answer it. <laughs> I miss him. No, you don't. <laughs> Jason, thank you, man. All right, guys. Jason Leisure of the that's, Chicago Sun-Times. an excellent report from Mobile. Perfect. Perfect. We got some names. We got some stories. Finding out about some dudes and the Bears. Looking at some Tank Dell highlights. He's yeah. returning punts. He's shifty small. Very undersized, but skilled for sure. Pretty good hands on some of the highlights that I'm seeing. All right. Um, I'll be looking for him on Saturday. I believe that's a 1.30 kickoff on NFL Network for the Senior Bowl. So you can watch it and enjoy it. If, if you're missing football on Saturday, you'll have it. Speaking of which, is the Arena League coming back? That's what it sounds like. Man, we got to give Big Ann Heron off a vacation. Do I get my mic back? They do, want, you want, do you want to go do that again? They want me back up there in the booth doing games? I had fun doing those games. Mike Hohensey, is that right? Yeah. Is he the coach? coach yeah, the- radio, TV. I've got a championship watch, man, a nice one. I yeah. when, the, when, the, when the Chicago Rush won the Arena Bowl, I got a nice sort of like engraved, really cool watch. So wait, who was your analyst? Big Cat Williams. Big Cat was. Okay. All right. I think we need to have an AFL roundtable. You, Cat, Big Ant. Yeah, the TV game I did with Ray Bentley and the, the other games on the radio was Big Cat, and he was terrific. 
Oh, and we could get Ra- Rashid Davis too. We could we could literally do like a like a round table about the AFL. Find Bobby Scipio. Why not? Let's get them all here and celebrate the AF. I'm actually kind of more excited about the AFL than the other two leagues that play outside 11 on 11. And I don't even know if Chicago would get a team. I didn't see any of the cities that were. That I were mean, listed there. Th- that place out in Hoffman Estate seems perfect for that, doesn't it? Now Arena. Yeah, that seems perfect. Yeah, and well, I guess I guess you could actually just go back to Rosemont too, because nothing's really going on there. Other than the Wolves. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. That's right, jabroni. Man, Bobby Scipio. What a pull. It's a good pull. He caught everything. Caught absolutely everything thrown to him. He had like a thousand catches or something. Get like him that. on the Bears. Who was the other guy? McCullough? McCown. Not, no. It was, I, I think McGowan. His, I think his name was McCullough. He was pretty good, too. But every, all the receivers are good because they're always open because they're allowed to go in motion forward. I don't know if the rules are going to be the same. I didn't write anything down for the next segment. Did you write something down? I've got a big empty spot in here. Herm Edwards. We're going to hear from Herm Edwards. He had he was on the show yesterday, and he made a point about how the Bears should build their defense. We'll talk about that next here on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Bernstein and Holmes on a sunny Thursday. It's going to be cold tomorrow, but it's really nice today. Nice today, cold tomorrow, then warm, this warmer, warm-ish, relatively speaking, this weekend. Maybe I'll take the dog for an extended walk today. See if he can find it. Oh, that's right. You're a dog sitting. Yeah. Do you know what kind of dog this one is? She is a mix. Uh, We're not sure. There's definitely some... Jason did some kind of, like, photograph... You can you can put in a photograph, upload it, and look it, at this photograph, and it'll tell you. And it's like bull terrier or pit bull and something up. But she, Lawrence, like, you didn't hear me. I did the same thing. <laughs> oh my yeah, oh yeah. The show's coming together. But no, we don't know. We know we know the face has got some some pit bull. We think they think there might be great Pyrenees in there. I don't know. 
Do you think that maybe, you know, because your guy's going to college? No, 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 no. Nope. No. Okay. No. How about no? How about no? No. I'd be much more if... if but you do get something out of the occasional week-long dog-sitting adventure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice little novelty. It's really fun to have a dog that, you know, when she, being welcomed at home unconditionally is kind of nice. And she talks. What do you mean? She says hello. Really? If you say hello, you Okay. And usually you're used to, you know, you walk in, people throwing stuff at you, where's the food, that sort of thing. No, it's like it's everybody's, I walk in, everybody's got their AirPods in and they're, in, you know, lying around. They don't even hear me. Oh, how long have you been home? That, that kind of thing. <laughs> hey, hey. Seriously. Sir, at, what are you doing yeah, here? Yeah, when's dinner? Uh, honestly, no, nobody even, re- but then when she comes in, she's like, oh, you are, again, I thought you left forever. I didn't think you were ever coming back. You're actually back. I thought I was here all alone forever. Like, no, it's good. That's that's what I'm saying. You know, it'd be nice for you. You finish the show, boys off at Bucknell. Mm-hmm. You come on home and there's a there's a dog and yeah, he's, he's like, hi, Dan. Yeah, he's going to be like the, the head of the traveling bison <laughs> fan base. <laughs> we're going to we're going to pretend we're a children's hospital so we can get all the good tickets for the Lehigh game. <laughs> You you wait till you, wait till we come and give our group of like six people to cheer on the bison when we take on American because we're the premier student as, section. As you know, our group of of the bison pride team when we go to play Navy. I mean, well, come on, we're at Boston University and we're taking on Army at West Point. Holy cross! They know and they're going to deny us our opportunities. So we're going to pretend to be a charity. <sighs> it's all so ridiculous. It's more ridiculous that people that are like, well, uh, that are on, oh, on the, the, both sides of all this oh stuff. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah these, 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 I mean, are they all like 309s and 815s? I, and- I told the guys, like, this isn't moot court, homie. Like, you, you, don't, you don't need to, to try and see it from their perspective. They were wrong. And, and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> and the seven seven three says dogs talking to you is a red flag, Dan. Oh, well, it's not telling me to murder anybody yet. It's just <laughs> he's kinda, not Mister Ed. You know, she's she's kind of saying say, say hello. <laughs> so you know, it's, so it's we call her the talking dog. Okay, good. I like that. that I, I I like when you dog sit. You get something yeah, out of it. But I'm not. I'm, and now you can take the dog out because the weather's kind of nice today. And every time, anytime you think that you feel somehow I'm thinking about getting an aquarium for when the kids leave, stop me. Why would you be thinking about getting an aquarium? I like fish and fish are cool. And what if I had like a moray eel or something? Yeah, don't do that. I'm not. I, okay. But that, you don't have to walk a moray eel. That's true. You do have to know where it is though. It's it's you can never see it because it's hiding in a rock somewhere. But you have to know that it's not in, in Ir- there. Not in Iraq. It's in a rock. It could be. It could be more eels out of outside of Iraq, as far as I know. There's a lot of jokes there, Jabroni. Um, but yes, you kind of need to know where the whole thing is. Right. Were we supposed to be talking about football? Uh, Trey Mancini, I think, and we ran out of time, so. No, we didn't tease the Trey Mancini segment. We did run out of... We're not going to do the Trey Mancini segment. We did run out of time for that. That's for sure. The Trey Mancini is becoming the Herm Edwards and Oscar Colas segment also. Well, well, we are doing the Herm Edwards though, right? Fine. Right? Sure. Okay. 
All right. Herm Edwards was on the show yesterday, and we talked with him about a lot. It was a really delightful. We've had delightful football conversations with people this week. It's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but we asked him, because there are a lot of people going, well, look, there, there's an ass-kicking edge pass rusher that might be there for the Bears to take. There's an ass-kicking three technique that they might be able to take. So we asked a guy who was part of building the Tampa 2 defense, which is what Matt Eberflus is in some ways copying, which one does he prefer, the ass-kicking three technique or pass rusher? Yeah, you got to have three technique. We had Warren Sapp. Look, on that defense in Tampa now, there's four, there's four Hall of Famers, right? And it's built in, it's built in the middle out. It, look, any, any great defense is always built in the middle. Basketball, baseball, football, all built in the middle. We had Sapp. We had Derek Brooks. <laughs> we had John Lynch. Rondi. And Rondi Barber was the nickelback. He's not in the Hall of Fame, but he should be. And we replaced the linebacker with Rondi Barber. And basically, Rondi Barber's like, like the strong safety when you take out the wheel linebacker. <laughs> because you go three receivers, he's a strong safety. He blitzed, he did everything. So when you do that, you got to build your defense in the middle. Look, the great defenses of Chicago Bears, last time I checked, they had a middle linebacker. We know who they were. They were pretty good, by the way. But they built it in the middle, and you built it for the middle out. You know, and you mentioned cover two. I mean, we didn't have great defensive ends. We had good defensive ends. But the key when you play Tampa two is you disrupt the wide receiver so they can't get downfield vertically. you got a middle backer that can run fast with that number three guy running up the seam, and you have two safeties that basically play half the field, and they're good run supporters as well. They run the alleys, right? So, you know, pass rush is pass rush, but when you disrupt the ones and they can't go vertically, you have time to get to the quarterback because they're not getting down the field, and you got to be patient with it. They're going to hit five yards, six yards, but eventually – quarterbacks don't like doing that. They want to throw the ball. They don't want to make a five-yard completion, right? And that's what we banked on, that they were going to mess up, and they did it a lot. Three technique, Will Linebacker, and now because of 11 personnel, 70% of the time, nickel, like he's talking about with Rondé Barber. Hard to find that type of guy, but I think they're hoping that Kyler Gordon can be – the guy that they're going to eventually settle and have him do that. Nickel reminds me of the discussions we've had about center at that position where sometimes you've really got to envision. Your scouting department has got to look forward. Right. You get Maybe this guy was a safety or maybe he was an undersized linebacker at a smaller college. Just like sometimes these centers are like, "Mm, it's not necessarily taking a college center. Where you you've, you've got to really have a vision for your developmental process. A really tough tight end that's got some movement. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you got to be out, outside the box thinking. Lawrence, you mentioned Kyler Gordon at the nickel. You don't see him as a complimentary outside corner. I think that this is going to sound really. Mm, God, I have to go into this deep because I don't want to diss anyone. In cover two, if you have an athlete like that you're probably better served kicking them inside. Whereas, ideally, the corners in cover two don't have to do as much. They, they don't have to flip their hips and run and, and, and mirror and that they're, they're... The air quotes are doing a lot of work yeah, here. Yeah, Because this is a discussion that needs a deep dive. I just think that he's... Jam, drop to the flat, tackle. Go, go to your landmark, rally to the ball... 
try and take the ball away. Charles Tillman is what you say. Picture Charles Tillman. Oh yeah, but he's like the he's the perfect cover two corner because he also embodies. I'm thinking actually. I'm not thinking Charles. I'm thinking Tim. Okay. Tim Jennings was yeah. was like not an ideal size, a, right. li- a little undersized. But yep. Understood the assignment. Yep. And you didn't have to worry because he knew where he was supposed to be. But I look at Kyler Gordon's athleticism and I go, kick that guy inside because of what receivers are doing from the slot position that you want a guy that's going to be flexible in that way. I'm not trying to dog cover two corners because that it's part of the reason that Charles's Hall of Fame case is difficult for people to understand. Because of what his actual job responsibilities were. And what he ended up doing and how he changed the way the cover two corners were looked at, you know? And I remember right right, a, right after they drafted him, I remember one of the first things Greg Blosh said about him. Because this was, you know, he wasn't a first-round pick. And, and Blosh said, we really like him. We think he can fit at corner, but we also think there's a possibility he could be a terrific safety. Yeah, I mean, you look at the size. Like, Charles was probably oversized to play corner. And long arms, mm-hmm. yeah. God, it, I wish one day. I know that they won't because it's his segment. I wish on on uh, you got Moss. They would actually show Moss getting Moss by Charles Tillman. That's one of the best highlights ever. He's Holmes. I'm Bernstein. We will turn it over to Parkins. Not yet. Nope. Oh, what time? Next, oh, we've we, got another. When we come back, I'm going to let you hear Roy Wood Jr. Oh, cool. Back after this, a score. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes. Man, Bernstein and Holmes, best show in radio. I love it, boys. Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score. So earlier on the show, we were talking about living in America and living with a hernia. Then that apparently caused a fight between Sarah Spain and her husband. Apparently, she trolled him after hernia surgery, and <laughs> he said she's not. She doesn't have good bedside manner, and and then she says he's just a soft. Yeah, she, it it has been great watching their texts come in back and forth. But it reminded me that song reminded me of the very funny bit that Roy Wood Jr., friend of the station, a friend he's been, he and Spiegel work together. Yeah, right? the yeah. beat the streak stuff, and he's been on the station a lot. Funny dude from Chicago. I want to say his dad was worked at VON. I think that's right. Um, anyway, he's from Alabama, but his dad's from Chicago. Anyway, he has a really funny bit about patriotism in song and what it's like for black people versus white people. Black people don't do patriotism. Maybe Georgia on my mind. That's the closest we probably come. Maybe that, maybe that. That's a good song. It's warm. It's about the country. Ray Charles, George on my mind. Good song. But the key word in that song is on my mind. (laughs) Ray Charles was just thinking about George. He didn't tell you to go there. My Uncle Derek tried to shut me down on that one. What about James Brown living in America? That's patriotic. James Brown singing about America. It's original and he black. Living in America. Ah, ah, ah. 
It's a good song, but keep it real, man. James Brown wrote that song for Rocky IV, and as soon as he finished singing it, Apollo Creed died in the ring. It's a sad song. It's a sad song. How can you hear living in America not think about Apollo Creed just falling lifeless to the... Michael B. Jordan lost his daddy that day. If anything, living in America is not patriotic. It's the opposite. It's a secret message to black people. James Brown is one of the most masterful musicians to ever walk this earth, dude. It's a brilliant song. That song ain't got nothing to do with America. That entire song, Living in America, is a secret message to black folks. All you gotta do, listen to the end of the song. Very end of Living in America. All James Brown do is just start naming cities. That's it, end of the song. Living in America, New Orleans, Detroit City, Dallas, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Atlanta. He's just naming safe places for black folks. That's, that's it. I've never heard that before. That's great. Roy Wood is, I, I hope he gets the Daily Show job. I really, because I think that he, he's earned it and he would be really funny. They've tried out a lot of good guests on the Daily Show, but I, I think that he would rock that if they gave it to him every night. Leslie Jones has been better than I expected as the host of the Daily Show. I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting it to be as good. Like, so shout out to her. No, she's funny. She's very funny, but you know the Daily Show's a little bit different than sliding in and doing a couple of jokes on on Weekend Update. Right, like you're it for thirty minutes, and she she did a really good job with it. Now I can say we have Parkinson's Spiegel yes. coming up next on the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.